Welcome to Your Grit Story Podcast, where we chat with founders, leaders, and changemakers to learn about their journey to make the future a reality. I'm Eric, your friendly host. Follow us on where you are tuning in or find us on any social media channels to catch highlights and snippets of our episodes. Let's be inspired by the stories while you create your grit story. All right, all right. We are back on Your Good Story podcast. It's part of the origin series. We uncover the day ones of starting up and scaling up and making meaningful impact in society. This episode today is a very special one, right? It's a special wellness day episode. And we have Alex Lowe, founder and CEO of Exa Wellness and integrated wellness solutions designed to build culture and elevate teams. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. It's been a while, right? Uh, since we first connected and yeah, very happy to finally be on the show. Thanks for having me. Indeed, it's been a while. I love your LinkedIn posts. Extremely inspiring. Sharing your lives with the community. It's great to have you here. I've learned a lot about you, but I would love to have you to kick us off with a quick intro about yourself so the audience can get to know you more. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, so I guess a quick intro about me is that, which is something that you've already mentioned, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Excel Wellness. We are an integrated wellness solution provider, currently primarily focused on employee well-being, so corporate wellness solutions. This year, we have also moved slightly upstream, so we're doing a lot of well-being awareness and well-being education, almost coming in as a well-being strategist, which is something that we are calling ourselves right now. Not just providing solutions per se, but understanding all the challenges, identifying gaps that corporates are experiencing and how then can we uh, leverage our existing network of well-being and wellness partners to be able to provide the best solution in different phases. Of course, it's a roadmap and not like immediate sort of thing. And we've also created our own well-being assessment survey. So that actually provides a very, very good baseline in terms of understanding the different pillars of well-being. Yeah, so this is where we are now. We are very excited to potentially be working with our healthcare providers and we are also looking to move into the direct-to-consumer space. So very more community-based as opposed to corporate-based. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice place ahead. Just to mention about wellness strategies and you mentioned about there are multiple pillars of uh, wellness, right? So... Tell us a bit more, what is your definition of integrated wellness? Yeah. yeah, so that's actually one of the questions that most people ask, right? They don't really understand what you mean by integrated. So in the early days when Excel Wellness started, we we're coming to almost two years already. We were pushing a lot of our app-based solutions and we realized that 100% app-based solution is actually not able to engage the employee. And... At the same time, we're having a lot of requests for webinars. Of course, webinars was all through COVID, but a lot of in-person sort of training, in-person sort of workshops, which uh, we are able to facilitate and we are able to provide because of the, expert, the in-house expertise and also everything is done curated right, in terms of the programming and the frameworks. And then we said, yeah, so there's that offline and there's also that online. So that essentially is the integrated wellness solution. At the end of the day, client can choose to be on one or on both. doesn't really matter. It could be in different phases or in different stages of where or how they see the employees being able to benefit from it. 
But that's where the integration or integrated well solutions actually comes into play. Wow, I think so. It's a nice way to put it, right? Integrated offline and online. In fact, I have a question that I want to ask you about difference between Excel Wellness versus quite a number of wellness apps out there, which are kind of purely online. And there's really a big difference in terms of the face-to-face, you know, getting people together to really share with each other, right? Mm. And kind of build this uh, community together, right? So just rewind a little bit, right? Just share with us a little bit how you land on what you're doing. I understand you were, you were like a, a sports person, right? Representing Singapore and all that. Mm. So share with us how, how you land or from then until now they are focusing on bringing integrated wellness to us. <laughs> That's actually quite a long story, but I'm going to try to cut it as short as I can, right? So yes, I represented Singapore in water polo. I represented at the Asian Games, Commonwealth Games and Sea Games. And this was almost a lifetime ago, right? In my early 20s. And it was actually my first job to a certain extent because I was a full-time athlete. But I seldom talk about that as a full-time job because, you know, as an athlete, you don't see that as a full-time job. Now, yes, right? But previously, not. My first job was actually as a physical education teacher uh, in a junior college in Singapore. So it was MOE school. I was there for eight years. In the eight years that I was in education, actually was dabbling in entrepreneurship already. So I started F&B Outlet, a marketing agency, tuition agency, tried different things. And I like to get my hands dirty. So I was into upcycling. You know, I I like vintage furniture. Uh, That's something that really kept me busy. And then at the age of, when I crossed 30, I was asking myself whether, you know, education or being a teacher was something that I saw myself doing all through my career. And I thought, I really enjoyed what I was doing, right? Uh, but I didn't think that I could be doing it for the next three, four decades of my life. So I said, I think I better look for change and stumbled upon, right? Or more like somebody knew that I was leaving education and said, hey, you know, we've got uh, a vacancy in Thailand that, you know, we're looking for a project manager uh, that we can trust. And I guess I have that trusting face or uh, this person, this <laughs> they already knew me for a couple of years. So they said, do you want to go? And I said, I mean, if there's that opportunity, I'd be happy to leave. So I went to Thailand. I was launching a 100-room luxury service apartment. I managed to launch it successfully in that one and a half years. Extremely steep learning curve, but also extremely rewarding and really enjoyable. And then for the next two and a half years, I actually was the general manager of that same property. So I was actually hired initially by a real estate company as a project manager, but the real estate company hired a hotel management company to get the team up and running, right? And hotel management company actually asked, you know, Alex, would you like to apply for the general manager position? So I said, yeah, you know, (laughs) give it a shot. And yeah, so they, they liked my novel ideas and the fact that I had seen that place from ground up, I think that was definitely something that was probably more than half the battle won already. After that, I was back in Singapore. So I was managing Singapore, I was managing Bangkok and also looking at expansion opportunities. But the business that I invested in was actually doing fairly well in Singapore. So at that time, my business partner said, hey, you know, uh, why don't you come in, you know, help us expand the business. So I left hospitality and then I joined my business partner. I brought our brand that we created from Singapore to Malaysia to Hong Kong to Thailand. And at that same year in 2017 also, it was a a bit of disaster sort of event for us in Singapore. I fell out with my business partner and uh, I left the business. So that was a really down period for me, uh, to be honest, uh, dark times. 
And I was down for about three months and then, you know, suddenly Headhunter called me and said, hey, we're uh, looking for a pre-opening uh, general manager for this place called Core Collective, right? Core Collective is the, the flagship at Anson Road. So they were looking for someone to open that space. And it's a fitness, health, wellness, co-working space. And my experience, I guess, in education, in general management, as well as in sport and fitness, I think that put me in an advantageous position lah. So I got the job and I was with them for one and a half years. I launched Anson. I also launched Dempsey. And then after that, I left. I left because I had the opportunity to work with a clinician to go into the pain management and peak performance optimization space. Did that for one and a half years. We launched our franchise brand and then COVID happened. So with COVID, everything went downhill. Uh, the plans that we had were suddenly blur. And at that point, I decided to also exit that business because I didn't know what was going to be happening. I tried to find a job after that. I couldn't find anything in three months. And then uh, my wife was saying that, hey, are you sure you're going to continue looking? So I said, okay, la, you know, I've managed to create a lot of frameworks that I've helped myself overcome this difficult period. Maybe I can share my frameworks and people will benefit from it. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, people actually enjoyed and benefited from the framework. So then I said, okay, let's start my own thing. And, you know, I can go into consulting as well as coaching. So that landed me a position with my current business partner. And I was engaged as an external consultant for about 10 months before the idea was raised on, you know, why not we start something more? And that's where Excel Wellness was born yeah, so the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's like a <laughs> pack with so many checkpoints, right? In life, right? Uh from, from sports to, to education and to hospitality. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to sports treatment and consulting. And kind of brings you to where you are here today, right? Running Excel Wellness, right? Mm-hmm. So just double clicking on day one, right? Given this origin series, right? How how is day one for you starting kind of Excel Wellness? Starting Excel Wellness on day one, I think that there were many, many things that had to be put in place before starting that day one, right? And based on the story that I shared, I had previously had not so good experience with business partners, right? Or partnerships. So I was actually very apprehensive or wary of going into partnership again with somebody else. So I think that was a key concern. But at the same time, there was a mix of anxiety as well as excitement because anxiety because we're going really into an area where nobody else actually is doing the work that we do. And that was at the beginning, right? Almost two years ago. Now we've moved on so much further and I can be even more confident to say that whatever we're doing right now, it's not the same as other providers. So that is the excitement. But at the same time, there's a double-edged sword. There's that anxiety because if it's something that no one else is doing, is it because it's not something that people need or are looking for? And also, what is that uh, future potential, right? So it's always that double-edged sword. Yes, you, you know, we can put everything on a spreadsheet and make everything really nice and colorful in terms of that future that we are looking at painting or creating. But the, what is that reality? So I I guess that was day one. And if you ask me now, uh, how has that day one changed to now? I think it's still that same, you know, a little bit of excitement at the same time, a little bit of anxiety. But the beauty of it is that I think we have gathered more like-minded people on board into this vision and mission. 
And the people that are on board that I call my team and my colleagues right now are very, very aligned, right? So by having more and more people aligned to the vision and the mission, it makes work so much easier to do. It makes work so much more believable, right? It's not just that, oh, one person's dream, but it's a collective vision, right? And I think that really make, makes that difference. And it's not just that collective vision of the people within the team, but somewhere along the way, we meet people that, hey, you know, you're, oh, you're part of Excel Wellness, you know, I follow you on social media, you know, and I really like your content and I really like, you know, your values and, and what you represent. So when we hear of things like that, it then further motivates us to know that, that affirmation, right, that we're actually on the right track. People believe in what we do. We have some people that are, you know, supporting us, all these silent supporters. And it's really about waiting for the right time for the market, right, or, or a greater demand from the market in terms of whatever we are propositioning. And of course, our product services needs to pivot and change according to the needs. But I think the soul, right, or what we represent or our purpose, that definitely doesn't change. Lah. Nice. Yeah, I, I can definitely second the point of what you mentioned on the content that you mm. share on social media, especially LinkedIn. Mm. There was one time that was quite low, right? It's just, you know, stress and everything, right? Mm. <laughs> Work mm. or life generally as a parent, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And then I, think, well, I remember your, your post did, did came about really kind of striking that it was very, very comforting. It's very encouraging as well that, that you mm. know, it's, it's not just me, right? And it's, it's actually a journey that folks are taking together yes. uh, in life. Mm. And it's very real, right? It's very real. Mm -hmm. And probably going to quick sharing with the audience here, right? On this program on bringing folks along this journey of wellness, mm -hmm. right? I understand there's this flagship program that you run, right? So tell us a bit more, right? How is this program being run? And how do folks join this journey with, with wellness with you? Sure, yeah. We aptly called it Journey with Wellness because we believe that anyone's introduction into wellness is actually a journey. There's no end point, right? And which is where we would like to come in to be that a supporting partner. And we come in from a very educational awareness point of view. And I think this probably stems from my, you know, teacher background. Lah. So the methodology we follow is bite-sized content. At the same time, there's that experiential component where we can reinforce that bite-sized content. And then with reflection and journaling, that's where you can internalize, right? So with Journey with Wellness and, you know, actually with everything that we do at Excel Wellness, we are hoping to achieve three outcomes. The first outcome is to improve, right, on health and to improve on health awareness. And we do have the hardware and the software, right, to be able to track these markers and to be able to see where each person is on their journey. So that's the first. The second is to build positive habits. Right? And we know that to build positive habits, that doesn't happen overnight. You actually need some form of information. You need awareness. You need knowledge. And you need that community right, to motivate you and keep you going to be able to sustain those uh, habits. Right? So that's the second thing, the second outcome. And the last outcome is elevated happiness. And I think in this day and age, happiness is actually very used synonymously with overall well-being is used synonymously with our fulfillment as well as being purposeful. So that's something that we also want to help individuals achieve. Yeah, so with this entire journey with wellness, there is wellness content, which we call our wellness curriculum. It's uh, curated by the team, is pushed out through a short two, three minute video. Uh, there are articles and tips which we also curate that is pushed out if the consumer wants to know more. And what is actually, that's, so that's the first USP. Everything's done in-house and it's wellness curriculum and wellness content 
focus on three pillars, nutrition, rest, and physical activity, right? So some people say, hey, where's your mental health component? So mental health for us actually writes all through the three pillars and it's mostly mentioned under rest. So for example, under rest would be sleep, present awareness, mindfulness, and anything that is not nutrition or physical activity based also can be part under rest, right? So under rest also could be understanding, so spiritual well-being, right? Intellectual well-being, all of these could be part under rest as well. The last part about elevating happiness, right? Oh, oh, right, I remember. So apart from the education awareness through the videos and the tips and articles, it's also gamification, right? So with gamification, you get points for taking part in activities, for watching videos, for doing challenges, and you unlock badges and there's that journey there, right? So what can you do with the reward points? That depends on what the corporate wants to do with that, right? So that's the second key element. The last is the challenge element. So with the challenge element, it could be individual challenge where we say, okay, this week or this month, this is what we challenge you to do for the next three days, right? I do this, right? And it's always very related to whatever content was shared through the video and the articles. So then there is that follow-up and that follows through. And it is the group challenge, actually, that most people enjoy because with the group challenge, you're doing it with colleagues, right? And when you do it with the colleagues, you actually are spending time talking about and doing things other than work. And that's also where there is smoother communication. You build stronger bonds. It's not just about work, work, work. But, you know, that's where you understand that oh, I didn't realize that we live in the same neighborhood or we like eating the same things. We even went to the same primary school. It's through such interactions that actually help the different individuals bond, right? So that's where the elevating teams comes into play, building of our team camaraderie. And this is just through the journey of wellness. If somebody or a company were to say that, oh, can you just do a one-day thing or a half-day thing? That's also something we can work on specific to the wellness focus, which is really where we come from in Excel Wellness. Yeah, so this is the journey with wellness. Mm. Nice. Wow. You literally just connected all the dots. <laughs> all we, the try, wellness. we try. Wow. We, we, we try, right? We try <laughs> and... We actually focus on nine different pillars uh, of mm. well-being and these activities that are being pushed out in Journey with Wellness actually help to tackle or address these well-being pillars. So as an individual, I then can uh, know more about myself, right? So I think self-awareness is always key with that self-awareness. We can then decide what better could work for us or what if we've never done anything at all, then what next can work for us, right? I, I think that's what we are trying to, to achieve here. Uh, interesting, you brought up a point which is really interesting about the journey of wellness of bringing people together, right? I mean, taking a journey alone with wellness is actually quite a dry and kind of boring journey, but bringing folks together, right, to take this journey as a team or as a, like you say, neighbors, I mean, together mm-hmm. to take this journey with wellness, that is really more meaningful than taking it alone, right? And through the points you just not shared, which very well connected, mm-hmm. something in common is really bringing people together. And I know that you are also motivated and very driven to build communities, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit more about the Kampong Collective that you kind of started mm. a few years ago. Yeah. Well, Kampong Collective, we started this in 2018. It's been quite a while. My co-founder, Andy. So Andy is now a really good friend. Andy works for HubSpot, right? He's a culture builder there. 
and we were ex-colleagues, right, uh, in 2018. And we went on a conference together. It was overseas and it was through that conference that we bonded really well. And the whole concept and idea of a community builder, right? So at that time, right, in 2018, it's, it's a new role, it's a new title. What does this role constitute? Which department does it fall under? We had many friends that were given that title of community builder, but they all seem to do different things. So why is that so? And then we didn't decide, but we realized that actually that role or that title of a community builder is very special because there are a lot of skill sets that make this person very good in that job. And both of us are natural community builders. So we have those skill sets. But why some people fail in that role is because they take that job as a community builder, but actually they don't have the right skill sets to be able to excel in it. And that's where it's a job mismatch and expectation not met and either party, you know, they part on uh, not very good front. So, so we said, why not we pull together community builders in different spaces, different industries, different verticals, commercial entities, startups, NGOs, volunteers in healthcare, wherever, right? Bring them together so that we can all learn from each other to all be better at what we do, right? And that was very, very well received because we realized, oh, and, and it's strange because some people didn't even realize that they were community builders, but they possessed that skill, right? And we even went to the point to say that actually this is such an important skill set that they should be teaching it in university. They should start a module in community building but of course, that never happened because we had monthly get-togethers where there was a lot of uh, best practice sharing and we brought a lot of people together from different industries and always very well received. And then, of course, after a couple of months, uh, COVID happened. Right? So with COVID, we tried to go online for a couple of sessions, but it, it didn't really have the same experience. So we decided to give it a break. And when things opened up, we had a couple of sessions as well, but Starting XR Wellness and being very, very actively involved here is very taxing on time. And now I have two children, right? So it's also very taxing. And with Andy being super active at HubSpot, it was also very difficult to coordinate timing. So we decided to, you know, we're not putting it to rest, but let's just let nature take its course. We might be able to revive this, but it's still there. The community is, you know, a couple of hundred strong. And it's not just within Singapore, but it, we also have an Asia-Pacific reach. Right? So yeah, that's Kampong Collective. And I think now being in this preventive healthcare space, wellness, well-being, it might actually be the right time right, to re-engage because everyone is talking about wellness and well-being, right? not just on an organizational front, but also on an individual right, uh, basis. Right. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of synergies between what you're doing on XR Wellness and also Kampong Collective, mm -hmm. bringing people together this journey with wellness. Something to mention just now, just a side question, right, on, on what you mentioned just now as, as a parent of two, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm a dad of two as well, right? So, <laughs> so how, side question, how, how do you balance being a parent, like, you know, parenting two kids, two young kids and, and also running Excel Wellness as well? Yeah, I think I've managed to find my, my balance. That's a great question, right? Thanks, Eric. So, I think that because I am running my own business, I sort of have a little bit more autonomy in terms of how I structure my time. 
I empower my team a lot, right? So I don't micromanage. And that also means that they are very aware of my schedule. So I'm, at, I'm in the office every day, right? Monday to Friday. But I'm also out of the office a lot every day because of meetings and, and what have you. But I start my day super early. So they're receiving emails from me at 5 a.m. But they know, and I mean, obviously, they're not up at 5 a.m. and they're not responding to it. But I'm also switched off from 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. because I choose to leave work at 4.30 or 5 to pick my daughter from work. And that is my family time. Right? So we are all on the same page in terms of uh, whatever needs to be done. And I think that in itself is creating a safe work environment for everyone. And if any of them were to start families, they would be needing to find their own space and what works for them. And as the team, we would then also be able to accommodate in terms of uh, what needs to be done. Right? So I think that empowerment is there. And in fact, empowerment is one of the, the community and an empowerment is actually uh, the, two of the values of Excel Wellness. And we try to walk the talk. So as a father of two, I think having good communication with my team in terms of what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done immediately in terms of the responsibilities, the work. And I prioritize family. However, there are instances where if I've got a networking event, if the client needs to have this, then then okay. Lah. You know, some things need to give sometimes. But otherwise, that calendar is blocked up based on when I need to pick my daughter, when is she going for this enrichment or, or what have you. But that doesn't mean that I'm working less hard. That doesn't mean that I am putting in less hours. Yeah, and I think everyone is very, very well aware of that. Yeah, good. I think it's, it's good that you raise out a point that it's about making a decision. In fact, mm. in fact a conscious decision, right, that basically kind of time box it something, right? You need to pick mm. up the kid or you spend time with your family and family comes first as a priority. And kind of working the talk, right? As you mentioned, just to mention about the lean team that you have and, and you're empowering them, right? Could you just share a few, kind of share some light um, in terms of a few tips of how do you practically empower the team? I think it all starts from actually having the right people on the team. And I know this is a chicken and egg situation. And if we hire right, I think we get the right synergized team on board. Everyone is of the same vibe, same energy, and the same motivation moving forward. So I think once we get that right, a lot of things can actually fall in place. But with regard to that question, I think really it's a little bit of a... I don't think there's a magic solution or a one-size-fits-all. So how I, I like to function is really understanding each individual's needs, right? So I have a monthly check-in with everyone. In the first month that they were with me, every week I would check in. But of course now it's been a couple of months really, so everyone is on a once-a-month check-in. And with that once a month check-in, it's really about understanding, you know, what challenges did you face this month? What do you like doing? What do you not like doing? What do you want to do more? What would you like to do less? And also, what were the highs? What were the lows? Has anything changed from the last that we spoke one month ago, right? And what are the plans, right? Uh, exciting things that you're looking forward to, right? In the months to come. So I think these are important check-ins. And from a social emotional learning angle or point of view, we are then giving that opportunity for the team member to feel like they are being heard, 
to feel like they are being understood. And I think a lot of these nuances or intangible sorts of uh, emotions will then be played out in the way that they do the work, right? I mean, I don't demand for people to be working long hours, but if they need to be doing something just to get that done, then they need to do it, right? Uh, But if the next day they start a little bit later, that's perfectly fine as well, right? So it's things like that. I think that not micromanaging, uh, setting expectations, checking in and making sure that the individual grows as giving that support for the individual to grow and to be able to understand where their, their growth journey lies, right? So I think that has been well done. I'm still, you know, learning on my own as a business leader, but I think these are certain things that I managed to get right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats one-to-one, right? With, with a mm. team, right? Nothing beats face-to-face, check-ins. How are you? These three words is so important, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not about just, hey, about work. It's, it's really more about how are you, any place this weekend, right? Casual questions that can unlock a lot of rapport building between uh, the team. And I think one, one word that kind of is really kind of ties the whole string together is trust, right? Mm. Trusting the team uh, is empowering the team, right? Yes. To do greater yes. things. And, and with the team, share with us what's the focus, right? For Excel Wellness in 2023. We have a couple of big projects that are in the pipeline. We're hoping to work closely with a healthcare provider. So that is one. We are also looking at a fairly major deal that we are hoping to at least be in the running or in the gunning for uh, in, towards the end of Q2. So I think these are... Big projects, right, that for us would be spectacular wins. But at the same time, I think it's about building the individual capabilities, right, so that we can understand how we can scale as and when that time is required. In terms of additional products and services, I think that is always there that we will be continuing to tinker and continuing to ideate and innovate. So I guess... So two big projects, continuing to ideate and innovate based on what the market demands and needs are. And I think it's also moving into the consumer space, so the B2C space. That's something that we want to be able to prepare the journey for. Uh, Right now, we have been very, very primarily focused on the corporate wellness solutions and employee well-being space. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, definitely looking forward to your... B2C solutions and they can check out the wellness curriculums and that you and your team has curated. As we wrap up, right, as we wrap up with this unique episode of Wellness Day, so given a quote of World Wellness Day that one day uh, can change your whole life, right? So if this is the one day for the audience who's listening in, that's tuning in, what is your one piece of advice that you'd like to share with a person who is discouraged with overcoming challenges in life? Wow, this is a tough one, huh? I would answer it the way that I would do it for myself, right? So I guess it's spend time with yourself and spend time with the people that matter. I think that having connection and having relationships is one of the key things that keep us as human beings uh, functional and, and alive, right? So yeah, I think that would be my piece of advice, right? To spend time with yourself, and spend time with the people that matter because there's no I without the we, right? So I think that's definitely my piece of advice. If I may share 
a, a story I, I recently met with an individual that just came out of a stage three nose cancer, right? And he's in his mid thirties, and he said that you know, I what I crave right now is actually friendship, but I don't have any friends, right? Because I'm an introvert. I spend most of my 20s building my business and I've lost all my friends, right? So where do I start? And I think hearing this from someone who was almost, uh, was literally on his deathbed, you know, but, but came out of it surviving. I think that definitely is something that we want to be able to reconnect with. I mean, from a wellness, well-being front. I, I love it. Not I, but we. And mm. spending time with those who matters. And with that, thanks for spending time with me. Thanks for spending time with me in this 40 minutes in this special episode. Really, My really pleasure. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time, Alex. So all the best, all the best to build positive culture and elevate teams across with XR Wellness. Thank you, Alex. My pleasure. My pleasure. Have a good day, Eric. Thank you for tuning in to Your Grid Story Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Chase your dreams, live out your passion and discover your grit story.